0: Yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P. Joe P. Zapia, host of the Fantasy Black Book Podcast right here on the Brawl Network. And this is your Week 15 DraftKings Blitz. All right, let's start with the running backs here. And Cam Akers has been on fire lately. He gets a great matchup at home this week against the New York Jets. Hit the smash button here for Cam Akers. This is what you want. He's had a great trend. And, of course, everybody scores on the Jets. Speaking of running backs, one to pay up for this week is Jonathan Taylor. Houston giving up 150 rushing yards a game. That is a good recipe for a turn-on investment for Taylor this week. And while you're at it, you might as well throw some Indianapolis Colts in there with him. Phillip Rivers has got 18 points or more in his last three games. T.Y. Hilton is finally healthy. And that defense against Houston, who is running out of players, seems to be in a great spot as well. That's probably your stack of the week speaking of stacks, let's also talk about the Chicago Bears. Yes, because the trend has been pretty good. Montgomery, the last three games has 400 yards rushing. Good matchup against Minnesota for Trubisky and of course for Allen Robinson. That's a nice 1-2-3 pairing as well. And while we're at it, let's talk a little value wide receiver. Russell Gage at 4,700 at home against Tampa. Good price. Russell Gage can get you points in lots of different ways, especially with the injury to Julio Jones. And Brandon Ayuk has been a target monster lately. Great matchup for him against the Dallas Cowboys That'll do it for me, Joey P. Make sure you check me, the Welsh, and Scott Bodman out right here on the Fantasy Black Book Show. Now back to your regular scheduled programming here on the Brawl Network.
1: This is a Brawl Network production. And the Cowboys have been,
0: are, and will always be the number one fan base in the NFL.
1: This is the Cowboys Brawl Podcast. Here are your hosts, Pastor Carl Day and John Williams. All right, y'all. Welcome to the Cowboys Brawl Podcast on the Brawl Network. These are your hosts, Pastor Carl Day, and my guy, John Williams. John, what's going on, brother? Not
2: a lot, man. Really, really great to talk to you tonight. I'm, I'm just excited to talk some Cowboys football. Excited that I'm not having to go into work. Excited that, uh, yeah, just excited, man. I, I don't know. I, I feel good about life right now. Um, it, it, you know, Some days it, it's not... Uh, it's not encouraging with everything that's going on with COVID-19 all over the place. And, you know, in the hospitals, it, it, it can be kind of kind of difficult and challenging. And, uh, you know, I'm just thankful for, you know, good friends. I'm thankful for my wife and just her encouragement and just her support to, yeah, it's, it, it just, it's, it really helps a lot, you know, like, you know, every day at the hospital is kind of a, it can be kind of a drag and kind of a bummer at times. And as somebody who's kind of in administration, I have to be the the cheerleader a little bit and the encourager and, and pour out a lot of energy mm-hmm. on that, and uh, I'm just thankful for you know, opportunities to come on here and talk co- talk to cowboys with you, and just hang out with you for a bit, and and then uh, you know, thankful for for my family that encourages me so that I can go and encourage others. So anyway, I'm doing well. I'm doing really well tonight, man. I'm, I'm really glad to be here talking
1: with you. Hey, man. Listen, brother, man. It's the, the feeling is certainly mutual. Um, yeah, Lord knows, man. Um, these times we're in, you know, your frontline essential worker. Uh, me in the faith space, I'm considered a frontline essential worker as well mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of stuff that I do in the city of Philly. So yeah, man, um, I'm with you there. Uh, it's always good to be able to take some time and, you know, chill with your family and stuff like that, you know, get those moments that we typically don't normally get. So yeah, and 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 this is definitely a, a great safe haven, you know what I'm saying, for us both. Uh, the Cowboys haven't been given us much good to talk about, but at the same time, you know what I'm saying, we've been able to you know, enjoy each other's company, uh laugh a bit, you know what I'm saying, at this team. And <laughs> and you know, they I will say you I'll tell you this, they haven't been giving us a lot good to talk about. But, you know, they never lose their entertainment value. You know what oh, I'm saying? Sure. So I, you know, that's that's the one thing about them. Um but yeah, all things are good here too, man. Um, uh, you know, with, with all things being considered, everything is well. You know what I'm saying? So no complaints at all, man. Uh, just blessed to uh, have another day with our eyes open and doing this great show of ours and shout out to all of our listeners, man. Y'all holding us down, man. And everybody that's subscribing, uh, the numbers are rising. So we appreciate y'all mad love y'all to y'all. Seriously. Every engagement we, we have with y'all via Twitter, man, we appreciate y'all. Uh, so yeah. So what we got this week, man. What we talking about, man? I know we talking to Cowboys, um, man, big, big, huge win. Um, I guess, um, you know, but, uh, didn't move any in draft position. So that's the blessing. Right. That's right. Um, you know uh, I think we both predicted a win didn't we
2: um you know honestly I can't remember I can't remember not not because I I didn't predict anything but I just can't remember because I feel like I didn't really give it much much thought because it didn't I don't think the win or the loss mattered one way or the other I I I had very little hopes for this team (laughs) even against the Bengals and um as bad as they've been I still I don't know there was still part of me that felt like the Cowboys could find a way to lose that game and um it was the Bengals that came out of that and in the first quarter and and found a way to really just hand the Dallas Cowboys the game. I, you know, I, 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 yeah, the Cowboys were able to win it 30 to seven and it was never really close to begin with. It felt like, you know, you you look up in the middle of the first quarter and and the Cowboys are already up, you know, a couple scores and you're like, well, that's weird. You know, the, the Bengals are bad, but so are the Cowboys. And, you know, I Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that was, one of the things that was really, really interesting about that game is the Bengals were moving the football. You know, it wasn't that the Dallas defense was just dominant and um, you know, just playing such great defense and forcing these turnovers. You know, they were they were giving up a lot of yards and you know, the Bengals were getting into Dallas territory without much difficulty with guys like Travion Williams and Samaj P. Ryan. Shout out to Samaj P. Ryan, former Oklahoma Sooners great, who, you know, was excellent at Oklahoma, but just hasn't been able to to find his his way in the NFL just yet. Uh, but yeah, they you know, and then with quarterback like Brandon Allen, they were still getting thrown on a bunch, and uh, you know, yeah, they won thirty to seven, and the defense only gave up seven points, and they got three turnovers by forcing three fumbles. But man, it—I don't know—I I still don't really have a whole lot of optimism about optimism about this defense. Or you know, I, I, there were some good things, and you can definitely take away some things, but still, it wasn't a good defensive performance as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah. Um well, we all know how I feel. Um, so definitely wasn't too sold on this team. Um, nothing really changed my mind. Uh, Bengals are, are bad, uh <laughs> very bad. Uh, I and the Cowboys are too. So um, yeah. It, I, I, I'll tell you this. Um the ball bounced the Cowboys' way quite a few times, mm-hmm. man, in regards to those fumbles, you know. So um that really set the tone. Um, otherwise, I mean, it what what wasn't really a dominant performance as the score indicated. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, you know, I, I, I like I said, uh, the turnover was really really shot since he in the foot. But um, you know, uh, I mean, uh, I guess the Cowboys can say they won. Uh, I will say this. This is what I will say, right? This is what I'll say. I do want to say I, I have something to say, right, about this. <clears throat> now, what kills me is, and this is what I mean by. I've been saying it about 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 the type of guys that play on that defense. Um and and we got some defensive stuff to talk about too today. But they got a the, the the culture on the defensive side of, of 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 the ball is just ridiculous. So you got Antoine Woods who like jumps on Twitter after this little win against Cincinnati and they're like poking their chest out and he's calling out the Cowboys fans. Yeah, Cowboys fans, where y'all at this time? I don't really see anybody in my in my mentions right now. And I'm just like, yo, these guys really are addicted to mediocrity. <laughs> like, 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 seriously. Hey, John, you just beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Right. You're, like, underperforming hugely. And, and, and you got the nerve to, like, get out and poke your chest out as if, like, you went on a six-game winning streak to take a hold of the division. Now, if you did that and you threw it in the fans' faces, cool. You just beat the Bengals for crying out loud.
2: Yeah, after uh, after uh, their running back uh, just, uh, just put the football on the ground and nobody knew where it was, and Alden Smith was like, "Oh wait, there's the ball. Let me go ahead and get that."
1: There's the ball. There's the there's the ball. Come on, there's the ball, man. You see what I'm saying? So so yeah, you just beat the Bengals, and you and and, and that's your clapback for the fans. I mean, yo, listen. People say a lot about Zeke, right? But I'll tell you this. One thing I'll tell you is, you don't see those guys on the offensive side of the ball. Acting like the defensive side of you guys, nope. the defensive side of the ball, and I'm talking about like historically. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Like Zeke has taken so much heat, and all he's done was put his head down and chill online. Uh-huh. So many people, I'm talking so many people from the the, the allegations of, of of assault and domestic violence to when he got paid, people were saying that before he even uh, uh, played a game into that contract. It was you know they had so much to say when he was holding out. People were mad at him and everything else. Zeke just continued. To just keep being a professional. Dak Prescott, you never hear a peep out of him. You see what I'm saying? No matter what that offense is facing. And I'm talking about Dak was being talked about every freaking day of the week on national sports TV because it was just a thing to do. This is why Dan Orvaloski even exists right now, because they made just a, a Dak Wentz thing. You know what I'm saying? Just like Twitter and everything else. So these guys, you never see them getting online, reacting, responding. And I'm talking about they've been through real life crazy stuff where is the Dak Prescott at on the defense yeah
2: man it's supposed to be a guy like Demarcus Lawrence or a guy like Jalen Smith but yeah they're they're too into
1: the the hot boys they are weak-minded and that's exactly why when it's time to get physical they're weak physically as well they're mentally weak and they're physically weak. This is why when teams start to open up the ground, ground game, late in games, you know what I'm saying? They sit right there and they pack it up. The moment they start getting punched in the mouth, man, they can't fight back. And then they'd rather go ahead and fight their fans. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Now, I'm not for fans getting on there literally like trolling and disrespecting these guys. But no, if you're catching some hell from the fans, be man enough to sit here and say, you know what? We deserve it. We stink this year. We ain't do what we're supposed to do. Because guess what? Those fans... Gonna be Cowboys fans when you scrubs ain't even on the team no more. Those fans were spending their money with the Cowboys before you y'all even was thought of about being Cowboys. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Those fans were filling the seats, people like me flying out from Philly. Dog, I was flying out from Philly as a teen, you know what I'm saying? To go to the Cowboys games during the Dave Campo era. Like this is these are all facts. So, like we 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 can say what we want to say, we can speak our minds. Now, like again, I'm all for us doing things in integrity and respect. But to jump out there on Twitter, and the first thing, the first thing you was worried about after a win was like coming on Twitter to find where the Cowboys fans was at this week. Well, yeah, they ain't saying nothing because you won. Bravo! We we expected more of those those wins this year. Like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, like come on, man. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Ugh.
2: and and even though you won, like it wasn't a a great performance, I feel like, because the Bengals, they were still really good on the ground and they were still moving the ball in the air. Like I said, like, I don't feel like the defense played very well. Yeah. I feel like they got three turnovers gifted to them, but it really wasn't a game in which the defense played well, in my opinion. I I think, you know, like the, the overall like rushing per average will show 3.6 yards per carry, but I mean, they had, you know, like 55 yards after contact they were forcing missed tackles. They were still getting, you know, holes blown open for guys like P Pirine to, to run through. So maybe he didn't get, you know, a lot of yardage. But, I mean, he was picking up nine yards on some carries where it, there was nobody around to touch him. Like, he didn't get touched until he was like seven yards down the field. And you still saw guys like Jalen Smith, you know, not making the right read and, and trying to play the wrong gap. And so, uh, you know, I don't know. The defense gave up seven points. It's weird that they're going on a flex about that now. It's super <laughs> soft that you know you're going to go on Twitter and search your search your name and uh, search out what people are saying about you. I don't know, man. It's like, I think you're right, man. There's a there's a mentality on there that has to change, and I don't know where that's going to come from. You know, they don't have the personnel on there right now to to lead that change. I mean, you know, Sean Lee should be that guy, but because he doesn't play as much. Uh, you know, he doesn't, I don't think he gets the same kind of level of, of respect or it doesn't seem like it, you know, cause he's that, he's that Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott guy on that side of the ball where he just kind of puts mm-hmm. his head down, goes and does his job, does his work. You know, he does it, you know, at a reasonable level at this point, given the injuries and the age that, that he is, but it doesn't seem like nobody else is following that lead. We're on the offensive side of the football. And maybe it's just that there's more guys on the offensive side of the football that are much, that are alike. Uh, like a Dak Prescott and Z- Ezekiel Elliott guys that are just about playing football you know you, you could run down the list you got Dak you got Zeke you got Tyron Smith who it's hard to get a word out of him edgewise I, I can't remember the last time I saw a Tyron Smith interview you've got Amari Cooper who you know unless he's like talking on the sideline with the players I mean you never see any emotion out of him he's he's like Marshawn Lynch over there you know uh, you know working on his Rubik's Cube and playing chess and
1: yeah, he's the certain what but, 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 you know, but you know what, John, and not to cut you off. But the difference is though, check this out. The difference is this. We see even just through the first few weeks, we see that Cowboys offense, those guys don't gotta do no talking. Because guess what? Their, their play. Oh yeah. They I, like, like I'm talking, they fight though on the offensive mm-hmm. side. You see what I'm saying? They get down three touchdowns, and you watch them out there just going 100 miles an hour. Like they know they can come back. Right. You don't see guys. You don't see guys walking, putting their head down, all distraught, looking stupid in the camera. Like, like with the deer in the headlights look, and just you know what I'm saying, looking defeated and deflated. You got a Dak Prescott out there that's still trying to run around, do what he has to do, make throws. Amari Cooper's Cooper still, you know, running after the catch. Gallup is still being a dog, going over top of guys, making grabs you had CD Lamb out there, like Zeke was still out there, you know, running, hitting guys hard, giving guys hell I mean, those guys literally like you you don't you don't they they have every last one of the every last person we name has that dog in them that's like, yo, we gonna fight and we gonna get out here and support That mm-hmm. defense
2: Right. You know it's the you know the offense is like we're we're here to do a job. We're not here to talk about doing a job. And we're here to we're not here to flex. We're not here to you know talk about we have a chip on our shoulder things like that we're just go we're going to create the chip on somebody else's shoulder like we you know, we're we're the we're the the straw that makes the that stirs the drink you know we we know what we are and you know, you definitely see a big difference in that and i think it's just a mentality thing you know those you know I, and i hate to you know rag on the defense so much but you know it, it just i don't know man it just it just does not speak well. And I like Antoine Woods. I think he's a fine player. I think he's a good rotational player, but like him and Jordan Lewis and Jalen and, you know, and tank and all these guys that get want to get on Twitter and, and uh, you know, talk, talk to the fans and, and act like what they just did was just some dominant performance. And uh, you know, in a, in a season where they're what four and nine at this point, like it's just, I don't know, man, it's just weak. It's weak sauce. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm ready for Dak Prescott to come back and, Tell these guys to cut that nonsense out, because man, it they needs they need more leaders on the defensive side of the football. I, hopefully, they go out and they sign a veteran linebacker that can come in and, and actually lead this this defense because they don't have it right now. And you know, I I, I don't know, it, yeah, it's 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 frustrating, you know, like because I, I you know, as as analysts of the game, we want to be able to get on Twitter to engage our fans and talk about what's going on with the team, and we want to be honest and realistic and reasonable. But then mm-hmm. you get these guys. Coming at you like you don't know what you are talking about, or or then they'll tag the player, or they'll, I don't know. And and I am not a, i mean, I'll talk about a, you know what's going on, and I'll I'll try to be honest and reasonable. And it's not to criticize the player, it's just to, the reality of the situation or to criticize the person. No, and no disrespect is ever meant. But you know, like I don't know, just it's just weird to me that players are going out there searching their their names to find out what people are saying about them. <laughs>
1: Man, listen, it's it's soft activity. This is what you do. It's like, yo, I'm a pastor. If somebody saw something that I preached about that they didn't agree with, guess what? I have because I'm I'm good at what I do, and I'm willing to say I'm good at what I do. I'm 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 willing to go ahead and articulate where my stance was and where I got my point from. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm willing to go ahead and break down why I said exactly what I said and why I do things the way that i do things you know what i'm saying because there's a vision accompanying company to what i'm doing um and, it, and i put the work in you feel me but and i produce but these guys it's like it's all these built-in defense mechanisms fakes fake fake ways to motivate themselves i mean they go out there and stink it up the next thing you know it's some it's some coded uh yeah, people hating on us, but we're going to show them wrong. We're going to prove them wrong. And it's like, dog, we don't care about none of that, man. Take your little subliminal shots at the fans and just keep it in the locker room and and, and let that be your your locker room talk to get you guys motivated because it's like, don't put that on us. At the end of the day, you're paid to produce. And you guys, when it comes down to it, y'all more concerned and consumed with branding and you're more concerned and consumed about fans talking about you rather than really being defensive on the field. And I'll tell you what, man. Um, they need to overhaul a lot on that defense. You know what I'm saying? And this is this is why, John. I've been having conversations with fans and just letting them know. You know, uh, I tweeted it and got a lot of uh, engagement from some folks. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think who who was engagement. I, I was getting engaged with quite a few people. Um, but um, yeah, man, folks were because I said, listen, I'm gonna die on the hill saying this right here. If fans want to go, you know, all secondary. Through the draft and try to you know put up you know draft three corners you know and even a safety you gotta go get a guy like Earl Thomas you need a veteran safety who can actually play if you're gonna go young like that in your secondary you 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 cannot you cannot sit right here and try to get cute and say we're gonna draft a, a, a John Williams Day the third um, in the fifth round from William and Mary uh, uh, University and, and, and then try to sell people on a hype train. And nah, it's just not going to work. Especially when you got young corners that's going to be out there on islands, man. You know, you're going to have digs out there. You may, you know what I'm saying? You may go corner early in the draft and you got a rookie, still a rookie, no matter how talented they are. You know, Okuda still is in, in the process now of adjusting, which I think he was going to be a very fine corner, but they just been a kooky off season for him. And he's a, and he's a Buckeye. So he's definitely going to be a good player. But, you know, um, <laughs> I got to always throw that in there, man. But 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 But, but yeah, man, so it's like, Again, this defense needs that overhaul. I don't. I don't care. Listen, people said that about Michael Bennett. You know, oh, he's not a locker room guy. Everything else, Cowboys took him and picked him up. You know what I'm saying? And to me, they missed a Michael Bennett out there. I like Michael Bennett's energy. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, like I wish they would have brought him back. I really wish they'd have brought him back. Because guess what? He'd have been a guy that still would have moved inside at DT and probably did better stopping the run and would have had more of an attitude out there and probably made some of them guys play some football rather did all rather than doing all that crime they was doing, man. I would have loved to see Michael Benedir.
2: They definitely need something. They need they need somebody that they that they can follow on that defensive side of the football. That you know is willing to just kind of put his head down and do the work and and be the example that everybody needs. Because yeah, there's just too many guys that are I don't know worried about the swipe or worried about how they look on Twitter, or worried about their branding. So, and I mean, I don't know. Question.
1: So question question to you, John. So because I just I'm right right along the lines that you think and, and I'm with you because you even mentioned a, re- a veteran linebacker. And I agree with you. I think they definitely I don't know who's available. I haven't even done my research or looked into it yet, but they definitely need a good veteran linebacker that can come in, man, um, and really just be the chief of the defense. So with all that being said, right, because I see a lot of people talk about, um, you know, oh, yeah, Sean Lee. Yeah, he should go ahead and coach. He should coach. But Sean Lee's been around. And 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 these guys been running the culture instead of Sean Lee really running the culture. You see what I'm saying? Like Jason Witten still had a respected voice uh, amongst Dak and Zeke and those other guys. You feel me? Like those guys still respected Jason Witten. I don't think the respect is there for Sean Lee. I think like you know what I'm saying? Like like if anything, they incorporated him into the Hot Boys when they started the hot boys and everything else, you know what I'm saying? Like they made Sean Lee a hot boy rather than Sean Lee say, no, you guys are going to be some professionals and play this damn game. That's what you're going to do. Like Sean Lee just kind of joined their wave, And, And, and I just don't, I don't, I don't understand how people, I don't know why people are suggesting the Sean Lee coaching thing or even talk about him coaching. Cause I just, you know, I mean, I know, I know he has, I know he has a great mind, you know what I'm saying? And he sees a lot. He, you know, Sean Lee in his prime, you know, without injuries, definitely could diagnose a play close in, sound tackler did everything you know what i'm saying could even cover he was a great player very very great underrated player like in his prime but at the same time like i don't necessarily see that tra- that that leadership translating on the field with any of those guys around him you know what i mean like i just i, I just i just don't say like i like is he is he really watching film or whatever or is he really coaching these guys up or doing anything because uh, uh, uh you and i might can diagnose plays just as well as van der eschen and, and, and Jalen smith at this point
2: And I I think there's maybe a conversation to be had about this at some point where, you know, it may not matter who the coach is. It may not matter what the scheme is Mm. Uh, with some of these guys on the defense. It just might be a situation where they are either – they're a couple different things. A, just not very good anymore because of all the injuries. B, don't have the right attitude and don't have a coachable attitude. Um, and I, you know, obviously I'm not in the locker room. I, I don't know where these guys stand as far as the coaches go, but we've seen it now with two different coaching staffs, um, where the star linebacker who just recently got paid was critical of the coaching staff with last year and with this year. And, you know, at some point you can only change the coaching staff so much before you have to start looking at the players and Come on, man. I think we've seen enough over the last couple seasons to where questioning the players and wondering if they even got the right players is the right conversation to have. And I know we'll have a lot of time to talk about that, you know, as we approach the off season and things like that, we'll have to decide or you know, we'll talk about whether they, they should be bringing back a guy like Jalen Smith. You know, they can get out of his contract pretty reasonably if they make him a post June 1st cut and cut size, and we'll debate whether or not they should do that. Maybe there won't be much of a debate on this show, but uh,
1: <laughs> but there'll be a, there'll think, be a lot of things. That decision should already be made. Yeah, yeah. I, I I I just you know, John, honestly, brother, they are going to a have to get a dog at DT in there. They're going to have to definitely get two linebackers. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, veterans um you know shoot for con- competition sake get two vets and then draft a, a a linebacker late you know um you know third fourth round or so depending on the you know depend depending on how the board looks but you know and you definitely need definitely gonna need a vet safety so I mean you know what I mean again I'm 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 the guy that is like yeah we can go corner maybe even two of them in the draft but I like digs you, you got Anthony Brown around, who I think is a lot more solid than he he's given credit for. He's a lot, he, I say a lot more good than bad from him. But um, and you possibly can bring Cheeto back on the cheap, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Jordan Lewis can can go back to Michigan um, and 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 try to play for them again um, at this point. But um, but yeah, like I would still draft some young corners. But yo, they gotta pick up veteran, decent, solid veterans, man that know how to play the game. Um, and again, I think I said it last week, I, I hope this 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 coaching staff decides to dig back into, you know, with a with a real offseason, they get to dig back, you know, into their former players and bring their own guys in. Because I think that that was part of the problem, too. The fact that Jalen Smith called himself like trying to talk about the, the level of sophistication of the defense was like him kind of flexing his muscle like, hey, I've been here longer than y'all. You know, Jerry likes me. You know they they like my story. You know they, they paid me, so let me speak out. Trying to call himself being a leader, and then he's getting smoked on the field left and right. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Then suddenly, then suddenly it's like now it's time to kind of you know talk about us as a team and be this team guy. Suddenly, but it was like yo, you called just out trying to step out there and speak, and and your head's on a swivel, and, you, and you're seven yards away from the pass every time somebody's attacking you in the passing game. So yeah, I think I think I think that. They need to bring in some – and I think that's why I told you last week, John. I think the defense can be fixed. I think the defense can be fixed. I'll be honest with you. I think it can be fixed. Um, you know, I don't know who's coaching them, but I think that it can be fixed. I think they can bring in, um, you know, some, some veteran guys that that have been around in this league, and you put the mixture in there with some young guys, and you put a culture out there that's really going to go ahead and give you maximum effort, um, and it's not going to take any crap. You know, I think you cooking with – you know, you cooking with gas, man.
2: I, mean, I hope you're right. I really do. I still have my my doubts about that because I feel like they'll have to make some tough decisions. To me, they only get better on defense if, like you said, they draft a defensive tackle or they actually, they probably need to go sign a defensive tackle. One that's legit, not a guy that's at the end of his career that, you know, they've had a couple down seasons and, you know, you're not sure if he's going to be able to really do something for you. They've got to go sign a guy that's in his prime to help you fix your defense in the middle. One of the great things about those Packers defenses, uh, when Mike McCarthy was up there, he had BJ Raji for most of his Mm. time there to plug the middle of that 3-4 for Dom Capers. The Dallas Cowboys don't have a guy in their prime that is a legit one-tech or nose-tackle guy. And that's that's where, mm-hmm. really what they need to go. They need to go after that guy. And, and we can we'll talk about this. I'm sure as as we approach the offseason. season, we'll look at some names and, and try and you know look into a few people. But I think there's going to be quite a, a few younger kind of mid 20s players that are going to be on the market this year. Mm-hmm. Especially not knowing what the salary cap's going to be like, and there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be up against the, the salary cap, and teams are going to have to get really 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 creative to get these contracts under their cap especially if it turns out to be the the floor that the players and the owners agreed to which is going to be about 175 million if it's better than that it's going to be better for the cowboys obviously but uh, some teams Mm -hmm. are just going to be in a bad way regardless of what the cap is because it's not going to be it's not going to go up enough to meet the projections that some of these teams had Uh, but yeah i think that and you know unless they unless they do move on from jalen and bring in a you know an actual solid veteran linebacker i don't i don't see that getting better you know I, i look back at like the Kansas City Chiefs and what they did at linebacker and they brought in Anthony Hitchens and Damian Wilson.
1: Mm-hmm. Damian Wilson. And yep.
2: They found a way to make it work with both of those guys. And Anthony Hitchens was a solid player for the Dallas Cowboys. He kind of priced himself out. He you know cuz he had a really good you know last season with the Cowboys and was able to go and and get a good contract more power to him. But I think that's just evidence right there that you don't need to spend premium picks. So no Cowboys fans, we're not drafting Micah Parsons in the top five, uh, and you don't need to spend big money on a linebacker. You can find solid veteran linebackers to come in and play for you. And, you know, look back at like a uh, like a key.
1: Wait, wait, hold, 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 Before you go anywhere else, I want to stop you right there because you, you you brought up the Chiefs. You know, because I always got to make I always got to make my plug. I always got to make my plug. But you see what the Chiefs did, right? They went ahead, and brought in you know solid, just average guys. At linebacker, you know, high effort guys, right. you know what I'm saying? Not necessarily skill, but you see what they did, right? When they built that defense out to make you really Super Bowl ready. They went ahead and signed what? A big time safety, honey badger, right. boom. Then you also came right back and still drafted a wide Thornhill at safety, boom, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? In the second round. So again, they invested in the safety position. And the next thing you know, their corners, not even like these guys are the premium guys, but look how, look, look what the safeties do. To go ahead and help out your guys on the outside. You got your great DT out there, got your edge rusher, you know what I'm saying? And you're able to generate some pressure. That's how you do Mm -hmm. it. And then then again, you got average to solid, you you know what I mean? Decent linebackers just give you some decent play. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, even the Saints defense is a good defense. And it's just like how many, you know, first round picks they use that linebacker. Right.
2: Right. And there's not a lot of like elite linebacker play out there, you know, aside from like a Bobby Wagner up in Seattle. Uh, you know a Darius Leonard in, in Indianapolis those guys are are a couple of the elite but the rest of them like and and those guys weren't even like Darius Leonard wasn't a first round pick either I think he well, was a second a round pick. pick and then you got you know Fred Warner over in San Francisco I think he was Fred a Warner, like, yeah. second third round pick so you know you can find guys in the draft but you know also quit drafting guys that are injured and then maybe we don't have to worry about this a couple years into their career. Oh, yeah. but that's another another mm-hmm. discussion for another day. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, there's opportunities to get better on defense. And we'll talk about one of the ways that they're going to get better on defense, presumably. Uh, and that's with the the change in their uh, coordinator that's going to be coming this offseason per reports. Uh, but first, I want to tell you a little bit about DraftKings. Football is here, and so is your shot at millions. Thanks to our partnership with DraftKings, all new players can play free for millions with your first deposit. Here's how it works. Create your DraftKings DFS account and make a de- make a deposit. DraftKings will credit your account with free entry to these contests. Draft your lineup and go for the millions and top prizes. Just go to dkng.co slash brawlpod to play. That's dkng.co slash brawlpod. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Minimum $5 deposit, eligibility, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Yeah. So, Pastor, you know, there there was a report from Michael Gelton of Gelkin of the Dallas Morning News that came out on, I think it was on Tuesday. My days are kind of all running together right now because I worked Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, um, that reportedly Mike they've made already made a decision that Mike Nolan won't be returning to the Dallas Cowboys in twenty twenty one. Now, how are you feeling about that decision? If that is actually the
1: case? I mean, um, I feel like, you know, I'm not, I'm not distraught over it, but um, I feel like at the end of the day, um, he could have been better at some, uh, in some games, but this, this defense is just bad. The players are bad. Uh, These guys don't have a heart. Um, The pieces aren't there. I don't really think um, there's a lot of, there's not a lot of people out here that could have done anything um and probably would have done much of the same i will say i think um the effort outside of like the second half for washington um and the 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 ravens game i mean the the defense he had the defense actually rebounding pretty well but um i mean i understand you know why they could be fed up um and why they call themselves trying to make a change i think i think i think it's a it's a bold move um but um i think it's a good move for the sake of this i think that ownership is trying to say mccarthy um and your whole crew like everybody has to perform we don't mind moving on from guys if we need to you know what i'm saying like uh which is which is smart though because you about to you about to spend you about to give dak Prescott the bag bag you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so you know when you paying him they're realizing like yo um uh, guess what we, we may not be able to spend a fortune on the defensive side of, of, of the football team, or the football field, so somebody better coach him up. You know what I'm saying? We got to we gotta make sure that our windows here um, and McCarthy and guys, I mean, you, you got to put the work in. So, I, I mean, I, I would have made a case, you know, for keeping them around, you know what I mean, to give them one year because I just think out of fairness, you know what I'm saying, um, it would have been good to see him being able to at least bring his own guys in because he obviously sees that these guys don't have no heart. Um, but you know, I understand the move too. So I, I don't necessarily think it's a, a bad move. I will say this. I don't think I'll let you speak on it. And I'm sure we'll probably give like who we think, you know, uh, who, who, who we kind of think most likely probably will end up with that job or who we would desire. But, um, cause I, I'll get into that, but I don't think much is going to change from a coaching standpoint. And I'll, I'll say why in a second. So which, how do you feel about that? So, you know, I think. I
2: agree with you. I think it is good that, you know, if, if, if they feel like he's part of the issue, then yeah, it's, you know, it's right to go ahead and move on. I just hope they keep some of that same energy for the players as well. You know, Mm -hmm. there's already, yeah. Jerry's Jerry's already been out there, you know, defending the Jalen Smith pick and, you know, really trying to talk that up and that's fine. You know, Jerry's going to do what Jerry's going to do. But I think, you know, with Will McClay and, and the coaching staff, like, Hey, if you, you know, if you're not, if you're not performing, And regardless of what your contract is, we're going to move on. You know, we're going to find another way to, to use that money because we, we got to get better. And, you know, I'm fine with that. Like, you know, I, I was kind of of the mind that you give Mike Nolan a a full off season with this defense and another year, another draft class and uh, a free agency to get the guys in that he wants to run his scheme. Uh, But they've, they've kind of gone ahead and made the decision. And uh, you know what it's, if you, you got to trust that you got to trust your instincts if you feel like it's it's not the right thing to do then no sense in wasting another year on it i mean we saw the what is it the rob ryan years back in like 2011 2012 after wade left and just how bad those were uh, and you know it it's better to better to you cut your losses too early than to do it too late and so uh yeah i can kind of get on board with that a little bit but again like i said i hope they just keep that same energy when it comes to the players because there's no sense in keeping players around that aren't going to perform regardless of what your scheme is because whatever's going on with the defense it's not just scheme related because um we had some of these same issues with the defense last year in a totally different scheme with a totally different group of coaches and so i like I said, I just hope they keep that same energy. I, you know, they're going to have a lot of decisions to make, and you know, it'll be interesting to see which direction they go. I I think um, I don't necessarily think that they're going to have like a, a shift in whether they're playing four down linemen or three down linemen. I don't think that'll change much because you know, as as we point out a lot on Twitter, you know, nickel is the new base defense. Teams are running eleven personnel, you know, seventy percent of the time or more. I think Bob Stern from the Ticket had a stat that the Dallas Cowboys were in nickel on Sunday, something like ninety percent of the time or something like that. And I'm like, yeah. So you, you we're not really so much worried about three four versus four three anymore. It's just a matter of kind of gap alignment and uh, and scheme a little on the, on that front or. Uh, just what kind of players you're looking for in your scheme, whether you're looking for lighter edge rushers or the big edge rushers like Rod Marinelli likes, or you're looking for the big 350 pound run plugger to play your one tech or guys that can penetrate. Um, Yeah. It's just, it's a matter there. So yeah. Like where do you think that they should go um, with their defensive coordinator position? Is there a particular guy that you'd have in mind uh,
1: for that? Um. First and foremost, though, I wanna I wanna just echo your point. You're absolutely right. They better have the same energy. Not even hope. They better have the same energy for the players. The reason being, right? I'll say this, John. This is the biggest reason why. You know the reason why they need to do that. They gotta have the same energy and start. And they better cut cut guys and not play around either with some of them players, because if they don't and they bring them back, guess what, John? You're handicapping the next defensive coordinator. You know what I'm saying? Like you're 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 legitimately saying like, hey. I chose the players over you, Nolan, because these guys, this is more the coddling that we've seen in, in in recent times. You know what I'm saying? These guys cried about this. And we 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 think they're better than what they've shown, but you couldn't get the most out of them. So now whoever I'm hiring, I'm sticking these children on you and I'm telling you to bring the most out of these kids. Mm-hmm. So so like you're already handicapping and, 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 and you know that you're crippling the coach before he even gets there. And you're pretty much showing them that. There's no room for competition or anything else. Like Jalen Smith is your problem now, Coach. You're gonna take him on. You're gonna make him, You're gonna make us look smart, even though we were dumb and gave him all this money. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you're gonna you're gonna make Vandas go ahead and become uh, his rookie season, and all of a sudden, you know, get past his mental hurdles and, and any kind of physical ailments, and just turn him back into a young stud. You know what I'm saying? Like this is what they're going to do if they sit right here and just decide to just say, you know what, hey. The boys, are going, the boys are back. Hot boys are going to stick around. We're going to get them hot again. Like, no, you got to go ahead and cut some of them guys. That's what you got to do. So I'll say this right here. Um, I, the reason why I said I don't think a lot changes. For me, um, I would like to see, you know, George Edwards uh, be handed that job as defensive coordinator. Um, you know, already in-house. Um, I think he's a, 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 a good defensive mind. Um, you know, I, I'll also give you two reasons, too. Um, McCarthy obviously is high on them, but I'll also say, uh, Mike Zimmer is very high on them who, you know, has obviously the Jerry Jones ties and whatnot. And he actually had time in Dallas before. So I think he definitely gets a shot, um, at the DC position, um, you know, um, and even though I hate to say it, but even from a diversity standpoint, he obviously get to check the boxes off too, from a corporate level, um, you know. We we can never dismiss the business side of things because that's always at that play too. So, um, but yeah, I definitely think uh, George Edwards, um, probably probably, uh, should get that shot first. Here's a name that I'll throw at you that I think could very much be possible, um, that people cannot sleep on, especially if this guy is more so on the the stance of, hey, I want to bring some of my guys in, my pals in. Um, which, which also looks like that, that's what he was doing too. Here's a sneaky name. I think Jim Haslett could be a sneaky name, uh, for Mike McCarthy. You know, I just think that, uh, McCarthy had, you know, he brought a son in for the Cowboys. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, he brought a son uh, over there to coach with the Cowboys. Not to mention, uh, you look at some of the guys that Mike McCarthy brought in, all were like kind of former head coaches and everything else. He obviously values the experience, um, and has over Toby, their coaching linebackers with the Titans. Um, and yeah, I could definitely see that. That could be a sneaky play uh, to bring a guy like Jim Hazlitt in, who's actually pretty aggressive as a coordinator too, by the way, um, which the Cowboys could kind of use. But for me, um, I think that, you know, George Edwards would make sense. And that's typically how the Cowboys like to operate. You know what I'm saying? Like they type, they typically like to go in-house, If they're moving somebody around. They don't want to rock the boat too much because you know, you you, you you tend to bring outsiders in if there's no sense of familiarity. It's like, okay, um, is this going to clash with the head coach? You know what I'm saying? Um, is this defensive coordinator or assistant coach going to come in and kind of learn this culture, figure things out? I think they got respect for George Edwards, and, you know, I think that, you know, he, he, he might be the guy. It's my thoughts.
2: It's funny you should mention George Edwards because he's actually a guy that I wrote about over at InsideTheStar.com as – one of the three candidates I think that they should, or they will possibly consider another one. I want to throw at you a guy with legit Mike McCarthy ties is a current linebackers coach, Scott McCurley. And I know you hear linebackers coaching. You're like, what are you thinking? Bring in the linebackers coach and let him letting him coach the defense. Uh But he's a guy that spent it has spent his entire career with Mike McCarthy and came up mm-hmm. under Dom capers uh, with the green Bay Packers. And we know like, those defenses were really good at times, and they were they were good complementary defenses for Aaron Rodgers, uh, in, in the years that they were you know, going deep in the playoffs. You, know, you had guys like AJ Hawk playing middle linebacker, you know, Clay Matthews rushing the past okay. off the edge. Um, you know, you had they and they brought in some really solid veteran signings like Julius Peppers at times, and you know they had the BJ Raji at the at the one tech position. They were able to bring in a, a Charles Woodson during that time and, and have a guy that played great safety and was a veteran presence for you. They had solid cornerback play with like Al Harris. And so, you know, a guy like, you know, I like the George Edwards hire because I think he would be a good fit because he's a guy that's had a lot of success, you know, especially, you know, he wasn't calling the defenses under Mike Zimmer, but, you know, as the defensive coordinator, he's helping to design and and create the game plans for those defenses. And, you know, in 2015, 2017, 2019, the Minnesota Vikings finished in the top ten in points allowed as the defense, yep. and so George Edwards has a lot to do with that. And they didn't bring him in for no reason. You know they they've got they've got a plan for him. They got a purpose for him with the Dallas Cowboys, and so um, I, I do like that that thought. Uh, but again, I, I think Scott McCurley could be an outside uh, kind of guy. You know they they've enjoyed this youth movement that they've seen with Kellen Moore. Who knows what what kind of ideas that Scott McCurley could have for a defense. In a, in a, modern NFL, because he's grown up in the modern NFL. That's a passing league that requires you to be able to rush the passer to cover. And to, you do have to stop the run, but you, it's not the same defense defensive identity or defensive um, thinking that it was 20, 30 years ago. Um, and then another name I want to throw out there, and this is, you know, kind of an outside shot, just like a, uh, you know, Jim Haslett. And I don't think this, I don't even know if this guy would even consider coming back to Dallas, but that's Wade Phillips. He's out there. He didn't have a job, you know, and and as even though things didn't necessarily work out for him as a head coach for the Dallas Cowboys, he's a great defensive coordinator. I mean, we saw him, you know, transform the Dallas Cowboys defense when he was the head coach here uh, with DeMarcus Ware and, and some of those guys, Jay Ratliff, and um, oh, I can't remember if Jay Ratliff was actually on those defenses or not, but uh, no, he was. And um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, then he went on to Denver and helped them win a Super Bowl. Then he went on to Los Angeles and helped them get to a Super Bowl. And so he's had success mm-hmm. in a lot of places for a lot of years. And I think he would be a great fit with this team. Um, he's, a, he's a guy that, you know, brings a lot of experience. Uh, and so, you know, if they decide they want to go with somebody who's kind of an inside hire, but kind of an outside hire, you know, that'd be a great, a great idea. One name that people threw out. Um, on Twitter was Vic Fangio, who's currently the, the Denver Broncos head coach. Uh, people seem to think that he could be on the way out. Um, I don't really know enough about him, but I know he's coordinated some really good defenses, like in Chicago, uh, and and has had success along the way as well. And so, yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised that
1: can I, can I throw two two names yeah, at you, yeah. right? Uh, two names, I, two names I would consider. Uh, 'Cause again, uh it seems like McCarthy definitely values the experience, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um uh, just 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 look at his defensive hires, you know what I'm saying? Guys he, he had in place, defensive line coach, uh defensive coordinator, these guys were former head coaches at a point, you know what I'm saying? Um I would I i would kick the tires. Not even kick the tires because kick the tires is just kind of like a dead saying, but for like somebody that really just like you probably think is just done. But if I'm not sure where he stands. But I'm sure it's an upgrade from where he's at. If I was Jerry, I'd try to get on the phone with Marvin Lewis. You talk defense, man, Marvin Lewis knows defense. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, I, I would I would get with Marvin Lewis to see if Marvin Lewis wanted to come in. Cowboys is a high-profile job. If he wants to back in in the league, you know what I'm saying, he gets an opportunity to, you know, come back on the NFL level. Because I think, what is he like? He's like an assistant coach with Arizona State or something like I that, right? So,
2: yeah, he's he's over there working yeah. for uh, Tony Dungy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's an assistant. Coach. He's an assistant coach over there somewhere. Um, so Herm Edwards. I mean, he's working
2: for Herm Edwards, not Tony Dungy.
1: Yeah. So, so, you know, it's like he gets to come in the league, you know, take a project like the Cowboys, take the challenge, take the task. He can come in command, respect, you know, uh, really good coach. You know what I'm saying? I think, you know, he he, he definitely kept Cincinnati somewhat respectable for years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Which, 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 which I, I, people people kind of liking him to like Jason Garrett, but like I don't, I, I think his his work, his body work was tougher than Garrett's in the division he was playing yes. in with the darn with the Baltimore Ravens and the Steelers. You know yep. what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I, I think I think he, he 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 was pretty underrated for quite some time. I know he couldn't really get past the you know the, the he couldn't get over the hump. But anyways, with all that being said, I would really like to see him come to dallas if they go outside i would like to see marvin lewis come to dallas um and again he commands respect lovey smith also is a name um you know that people uh can consider again guy that knows knows defense man those guys knows defense have plenty of experience um and and definitely would be respected by the players but i think marvin lewis would definitely come in and put a culture out there on the defensive side of the ball man um you know he turned some he he had he had dogs over there in cincinnati man and, and that's that's just the way he loved to coach on defense and, and he came out of a tough division uh cowboys need that kind of toughness back
2: well it's funny you mentioned marvin lewis because that's the other guy that they considered for the head coaching job last winter when they hired mike mccarthy and so you know, they've already kind of established a bit of a relationship with him and so it wouldn't be surprising to see them you know kick the tires or or at least bring him in for an interview as they look for another defensive coordinator and you're right man they I think I, I think you're absolutely right that he was very underrated. You know, the Cincinnati Bengals. You can tell like they they're just a really bad organization. They they don't invest in their team, the facilities. They don't invest in. Uh, they, they they just don't really have much going for them, and so everybody has to do a lot less with a lot, or a lot more with a lot less. And and he was able to get them to the playoffs in a really tough division, like you mentioned. And so, um, yeah, I think that would be an interesting name for sure especially on the defensive side of the football. And he's got those ties to the Baltimore Ravens defenses of the early 2000s when they had all mm-hmm. those great players like Ed Reed and Ray Lewis and uh, Terrell Suggs. And uh, so I, that would be a name that I'd be very interested in coaching my defense for sure.
1: Man, he, killed, he came under Dick Lambeau and stuff mm-hmm. like that, man. Dick Lambeau and stuff. So, I mean, yeah, he's, yeah, again, man, very, very highly respected coach, man. And and, and still knows a lot of players in this league. You know what I'm saying? He, he ain't been out of the league for a long time. Um, and again, I think he's the guy, that's, he, he's the guy that gets the most out of his players, man. And, you know, um, I, I like I said, I, if they go outside, I would like to see them, you know, uh, reach back out to Marvin Lewis. Uh, and I think with, like, again, Jerry, Jerry, I think Jerry ended up making that move realized, like, again, we're about to pay Dak Prescott a fortune. Um, and you, 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 you can't have first round picks you know at, at every position on defense and you're going to need you're going to need just some solid guys you know in the mix in the mix with some of your studs and you got to build a culture where people are going to be out there fighting and those guys are going to play in the scheme they're going to scheme right you're going to coach right and you'll be able to play the chess match out there so yeah i think it's george edwards but I wouldn't be surprised if you seen, like, a Jim Hazard or you seen a Marvin Lewis, you know what I'm saying, get get reached out to.
2: And so then what do you think is going to happen this week between the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers?
1: <laughs> I think the Cowboys – I think the Dallas Cowboys go back to their losing ways. Um, you know, I, I think that um, with, with just so many injuries too, especially on the defensive side of the ball, you know, I think you go up against a guy – I mean, don't get me wrong, the Niners aren't like these juggernauts or nothing like that at this point, either. But um, I'll say, a, a Kyle Shanahan, uh, can definitely scheme against, you know, the vulnerabilities of the Cowboys mm-hmm. defense. So I'm not um, I'm not really, I, I'm not optimistic at all for the Cowboys' chances. I think that the Niners will be able to, you know, move the football, um, you know, and. Yeah, I think they'll score more than the Dallas Cowboys. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's another team that's
2: a mismatch, you know, offensively for this Dallas Cowboys defense. Kyle Shanahan likes to use a lot of misdirection. Yeah, likes to get mm. the ball wide, uh, but he also has some, some good power elements to his game as well. And so, again, it's, um, you know, Jalen Smith and Leighton Van Der Esch are going to have a have a hard time this weekend, and you, you hate to see it. And I, I know that sounds sarcastic, but you really do. Like, you hate to see guys – just continue to, I don't know, wane in their careers and especially in a bad season. But, you know, it's, it's one of those, one of those matchups where the 49ers could run for 200 yards on you without really breaking a sweat. And you know, I think offensively the Cowboys, you know, they show, they're showing a lot more, uh, the last few weeks. Um, you know, obviously they're going to have a big matchup with, uh, Joey Bosa, uh, no, sorry, Nick Bosa. I always get those two confused. Uh, Baby yeah, Bosa. baby Bosa, uh, another Ohio State oh, yeah. guy.
1: Be a yeah, I just just gotta clarify. Yeah.
2: Um, and so, then, you know, that'll be a, that'll be a tough matchup for Brandon Knight and Terrence Steele. Although, shout out to our guy Terrence Steele, who continues to play fairly well. He only allowed one pressure this past week to Cincinnati, but again, just the Bengals. But still. Positive, positive baby steps in the right direction, uh, but you know, you know, the Dallas Cowboys still have the weapons on the outside. They still got Zeke. They still got you know Dalton Schultz is playing good football, uh, and Andy Dalton. You know, if you can keep him upright and keep him somewhat protected, he's he's functional. You know, he can manage this offense and he can help him get some get some scores. I don't think the Niners are going to gift the Cowboys three turnovers like the Bengals did, and so yeah, I don't I don't expect the Cowboys to win this game. But you know, at this point in the season, it's Hey, that's that's a good thing. You know, we we're looking to 2021, we're looking to the draft, and we want to see yeah, the it. highest possible pick the Dallas Cowboys could garner.
1: Oh man, I'll tell you what, John. That that those that last line you just said, you love to see it. You love to hear it. You love to hear it, man. <laughs> you know, what I mean, I, I almost asked you to repeat that for me again. You know what I'm saying? You know, you want to see the highest pick possible. Welcome, welcome home, John. Hello. I tell yeah. you. That. So,
2: you know, the Washington football team, they're they're just playing the best football of anybody in the division right now. And so I don't really expect anybody to catch them. You know, the Dallas Cowboys would need in order to win the division, the Dallas Cowboys would need to win out, have the Washington football team lose out, I think. Yes, lose out, and then the Giants would have to win lose like two of their last three. And I'm sure including one of those to the Cowboys. And so like the the way for the Cowboys to win the division is so improbable that, you know, it, it's, it's over. I mean, even like, I, and like we've talked about before, even if they got in the playoffs, it would be over before it even started for them. They're just not, they're just yes, not sir. good enough. And that's and fine. Like it, it is what it is. And so, Hey, one of our, one of our followers, one of our listeners had a question for us. um And he asked, is it too late? And I'm guessing he's referring to, is it too late for the Dallas Cowboys to win the division? I just answered that question. Carl, give us your answer on that.
1: Man, is it too late? <laughs> yeah um uh, follower first of all thank you very much for asking that question yeah that's that's a but
2: mike crumb over there on twitter
1: mike Crum. i'll tell you oh man shout out to mike crumb man listen mike you you're about you're about 5 weeks too late man it, it, it's been too late it's been too late man it's over it's over man you know what i'm saying you got to stick a fork in these guys i i mean listen and and, and i and i listen y'all i i, I am yo i am I'm the person that usually will try to find hope in things and in people. The problem is this, man. Andy Dalton, even in the big wins and, and whatnot, we we never see him. He never looks confident ever. Like, 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 seriously, can we go to a game where we like, yo, he was slugging it out with these guys? Like, he, you know, I mean, what, 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 what can we give him? Like the Vikings game, you know what I'm saying? Like they, you know, they, yeah, it, probably, probably that. Outside of that, though, I mean. Even in games where he's got time, everything, it's just like he's not taking total command, doesn't look like, you know what I'm saying, he's asserting himself like he wants to just own the game. It, it, yo, it's its just, no, 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 no. It's just not there. And and the problem with that is even with the slow starts or everything having to go right for Andy Dalton to do anything, um, you know, it puts that defense in a bad spot, especially when later on as those games continue they wear down that their will gets broken you know what i'm saying and it's like really all hell breaks loose so yeah no it's over like it's definitely over and and to your point as well about the niners i mean nick mullins has still been able to throw the ball around in spite of their injuries and everything else so he's going to come out and be able to still get some kind of success and of course we'll sit right there and look at trent williams and others that go right back to looking like perennial all pro guys you know, was in there on the offensive line. I mean, you're going to see those guys, Mike McGlinchey, you, you're going to see those guys uh, up front, probably going to sit here and pave the way. And like you said, you might see a 200 yards combined by the Niners, um, you know, on, on, on offense. It, it, it's, just, it's just like you said, it's a terrible matchup indefensively. Like, you look at those guys against, you know, the Cowboys offense, front. you know, the front four is going to be able to get some pressure. Not to mention, you still got guys that Andy Dalton probably still has a great deal of respect for, like Richard Sherman and whatnot, where he's not going to try to do much. It, yeah, it's just it's, it's a recipe for disaster. I honestly don't see the Cowboys scoring more than thirteen points.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd probably bet on that as well. I, I think probably it's going to be something like Forty ers twenty, Cowboys thirteen, or or something like that. So, yeah. Uh, one more question, and it's another question from Mike, but I think it's a a really a really interesting one that we won't really know the answer to until next year, but uh for week one, twenty twenty one, who's gonna start at tight end for the Dallas Cowboys? Dalton Schultz or Blake Jarwin?
1: Hmm. Right? I say Jarwin. I, I say I say Jarwin though. I think Jarwin's gonna start. I think I think Jarwin still has more big playability, even though I think Schultz has been able to show, man, he can he can still make those big plays. I didn't I'll be honest, I was like down on Schultz. I didn't think Schultz was going to be able to step up and and do what he's done. Um, but yeah, I think I definitely think Jarwin is going to come back and be the guy though, man. Cuz cuz Jarwin I like his ability, man, to really really get downfield, man. And I think he gets downfield quicker. Mm-hmm. Uh also say this though, man. Potential wild card is, man. Don't sleep on the fact that they may even try to draft one, you know? might even try to get another, you know, offensive mismatch out there and, you know what I'm saying, go for one of those really athletic tight ends, um, you know. So, but yeah, I think, I think Jarwin, I think Jarwin comes back out, especially, and he's getting paid more. We always got to remind ourselves, everybody, like Cowboys fans, like I know we're very logical to a degree, like, like a few of us, I won't say all of us definitely don't want to do that. Cause it takes, I see are crazy, <laughs> my fan base, but uh, <laughs> man, but, but see, As logical as we would like to be at times, we still got to think, man, Jerry Jones and the Joneses are still businessmen. Still businessmen at the end of the day. So that's why, like, you'll see Jalen Smith still shooting up. You know what I mean? This is why, you, you know, you, you're you going to see them play Zeke no matter what team stinks, and they're like, yeah, still go ahead, put yourself at risk. Like, never mind the fact that, like, yo, we need to just preserve you anyway, preserve your career because it's bigger for the long game anyway because we still got to pay you. You know what I'm saying? But get out here and play the Niners. Who cares? You know what I'm saying? Like, we stink anyway, and we're fighting for a draft pick. But let's put you at risk. They're going to play these guys because they're paying these guys. So, like, you know, I think Jarvis is definitely going to come back and become the starter again. Um, and they're going to like sell us, you know, like, yeah, you know, this is why we paid him and we're happy. He's back. Dak's happy. He's back. Blah, 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 blah. blah. And they're going to make sure he plays. Jalen Smith plays because he's getting paid. So um, again, I just think that's the, that's the, that's the law of the land here. Um, and, and, and the Joneses like to play you until you really just show you can't play no more. And they, they're forced to not, you know, to cut you like Tyron, Ty- Tyron Crawford was, was, was an example of that too. They, continue to stick with him, even though he's played solid at times in, in little pockets. But yeah, like, so yeah, I think I said, i this. just say Jarwin, I, I think is going to come back um, and and be a starter. Uh, but the Cowboys are in a good situation at tight end. You know, I think with him and Schultz, that's a good, you know, one, two punch. Um, and I'm glad Schultz stepped up and, and he played some good football. You know,
2: what's really interesting is Jason Garrett tried for his entire tenure to find two tight ends that he could play that new England 12 personnel with, you know, the, the Patriots were so successful with Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez back in the day. And now that Jason Garrett's gone, they've got two tight ends that they can play a lot of 12 personnel with, with Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz, you know, Dalton Schultz kind of probably playing that role of the guy that can do both things pretty well, both run block and, and receive pretty well. And then you got Blake Jarwin, who's more of a receiving threat. And so I think, you know, going into next year, you know, the, the idea of who's going to be starting might be a little bit irrelevant. You know, I think both guys are going to get plenty of snaps because
3: you look at, you know, Schultz
2: is fourth on the team in receiving yards. Uh, You know, he's third on the team in touchdowns receptions and among, you know, like if you include the wide receivers, only Ezekiel Elliott and Cedric Wilson and Tony Pollard have more yards after the catch per reception than Dalton Schultz. And so he's shown Mm -hmm. off a dynamic ability to make plays after the catch that, That's one of the things that we were really excited about with Blake Jarwin as well is this ability to make plays after the catch. Now, Jarwin's a little bit more athletic than Schultz, but I think we've seen with Dalton Schultz that he can be the guy. And that's really exciting to see because coming into the year, I mean, as much of a Blake Jarwin fan as I was or as I am, I wasn't so, you know, I was definitely, there's definitely some doubts like because he hadn't yet been the guy. Well, if for some reason going into next year, he doesn't, he just, he sh- doesn't show that he can be the guy or he can be that tight end one. Well, you've got Dalton Schultz that's proven to be a starter Correct. level tight end in the NFL. Cause he's been good this year, not just as a receiver, but also as a blocker, I think. And so it's really exciting. You know, they, they've got two yeah. guys that they can, they can roll out there. Uh, they can use as mismatch pieces. They can, they can play both of them uh, with the, the three wide receivers or they can run a lot of 12 personnel. And uh, I think there's a lot of interesting opportunities for Kellen Moore as he designs the offense next year with both of those guys in mind.
1: You know, you're right, man. And I'll say this too. Jarwin has to come back and be okay. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so he took the nasty injury. So, you know, the beauty of that is is like he doesn't have to be in a rush. You know what I'm saying? The Cowboys don't have to be in a rush. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw them put him on one of those little temporary, you know, IRs or pup list or so, and he can come back, you know, and after a few weeks of the season starts, you know what I mean? Just to not rush him. Cause you know, yeah, he's in a position where he's paid, um and like you said i think they'll both get you know ample playing time uh you know which is a cool good thing anyway um you know what i mean keep those guys fresh and they get they both give you you know different good things um so now nah, i'm with you i'm definitely with you on that uh and to your point about scheme too i just wanted to say this too earlier um uh, you had mentioned defensive guys with the scheme um and i know we we gotta we gotta we, we, we gotta we gotta roll in a minute but um just to give people an example because i was meant to say it earlier but Dak Prescott was was the proof uh, to to what you were stating when you were talking about defensive guys, like regardless of what scheme they in. At some point, it's just the mm-hmm. players, because you know you mentioned those things about those guys not being good. Hey, hey John, this this defense has been shell shocked since the Rams playoff game. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like the teams that took that took that you know mentality and wanted to call misdirection, wanted to run at the Cowboys, everything else. They've seen it from these same guys like these, the same core guys, you know what I'm saying? were around, you know, your, your, your Jalen Smith and your Demarcus Lawrence, Tyrone Crawford, like, the, like some of those guys were the same core guys have been around where it's like, these teams know we're going to run at these guys, do some misdirection. Matter of fact, Antoine Woods was in, in that playoff game mm-hmm. too. Um, and yeah, it's like they exploited it. They attacked it. And guess what? The smart teams were like, yo, we're going to do the same thing. So, you bring different defensive coaches in, and guess what? The same things still continue to happen because these guys are who they are. So I brought up that press in kind of relation to that because people were just like, oh, well, you know, I remember at one point um, – <laughs> I'm going to say names on here right now because that's what I do. But Marcus Masher, I remember now he's, like, turned into this deck apologist or act like he was down with him all the time. But he used to sit there and, and create the stupidest uh, 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 metrics in the world, like, you know, uh, games – uh, with quarterbacks thrown for under 219 yards. Uh, Dak Prescott has only thrown over 219 yards uh, uh, three times in his career in the last 14 games. And, it, you know, just just giving people ammo because it was like, it was on brand to be pessimistic. So people were questioning, like, is Dak really a, you know, uh, is he just a bus driver? And then, like, I, John, I know you remember it. Again, John, you're nicer than me, so you're going to be nicer than me right now. But – but 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 you remember it because you remember Cowboys fans sitting there like, well, he can't even throw over two hundred and sixty yards. Remember the benchmark was yards for Dak Prescott. People was just sitting there trying to, you know, act like, oh, he they, they don't trust him. They know he he's not a big time passer, right? So the next thing you know, uh, Lenahan and company leaves, and, and the complaint was about Lenahan and company. And next thing you know, Dak continues to perfect his craft, um, and Kellen Moore takes over. And next thing you know, Dak Prescott's throwing. Piles, he's throwing piles and piles of yards, you know what I'm saying? Like, and he's moving the ball around and he's showing you, like, yeah, my coach was in a way. Wide receiver said the same thing, the coaches was in a way, you know what I'm saying? So, next thing you know, guy like Cole Beasley goes out there, Buffalo, he's doing his thing, showing you the coach was in a way. So, like, again, there's certain guys who show you, like, yeah, schemes and the coaches and certain things they were doing. Those guys just wasn't that good at what they were doing, or they they weren't utilizing guys right. So, I just think Dak has proven. You know he he he's he's living proof of that, like we saw him throw you know almost five thousand yards last year, and he was on pace for six thousand this year, so it's like yo, and he has a new head coach this time around so so you know it's just like man, um we don't see that with none of those guys on that mm-hmm. defense like you know what i mean it's like nah this it's not it's not a coaching problem those guys it's, it's they don't have a it's their ticker, they don't have a heart man a lot of those guys don't have hearts, they're mentally weak, and that's why you see them pull mentally weak tactics, but you know um. Yeah man, hope all uh hope 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 uh for for better things ahead for Mike Nolan. Uh if the reports are true and you know they moving on. Um but yeah, this they got they got to revamp those guys. But I just wanted to make that point cuz you definitely was on it when you were talking about like the players, you know, at some point it's just not the scheme. So uh Cowboys fans brace yourself cuz they definitely need to get some guys out of here. Um and you know, uh it's also I I'll, I'll, I'll be nice, you know. Um shout out to uh, Marcus Masher. But, you know what I'm saying, I'm still just telling the truth. Like, he, he really definitely used to stir the pot and, you know, build the brand that way. And now it's like, you know what I'm saying, he's uh, just that truth teller now. Um, but, you know, with that being said, it's okay. He's seen the light. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, you Dak, keep, keep... Dak changed the mind of many. Yeah, you gotta give people grace for, for their conversions. I mean, you know, me 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 me, I was letting people know the door from the door what the issues were before. I've been saying the same thing, you know what I'm saying, for a long time now. But, you know, I mean, we, we here now. So, uh with that being said though, man, shout out to Dak too. You know what I'm saying? I've I've seen him, you know what I'm saying, you know, he was stepped on the side of the field, man, upbeat. Dude dude is just phenomenal, man. Dak Dak should have ran for president this year. But um, that's another discussion. But <laughs> Yo, anyway, man. This country, this
2: country doesn't deserve Dak Prescott as president.
1: Oh, man. This country do not America's team though, not either. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know. Oh, my goodness. Oh, goodness, man. <laughs> Oh, man. Any closing thoughts, man, before we roll out? I want to tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, hey, time. I just want
2: to say thank you so much for all of you who are listening to the show. We appreciate you all so much. Uh, if, you, if you're if you a follower of the show, you subscribe to it. Make sure you go leave us a review over wherever you get your podcast. whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. That just helps more people find out about the show. The, the more reviews we get and the more ratings we get, uh, it, it bumps us up on the, the Apple uh, iTunes podcast list, and then more people find out about it. So make sure you share us with your friends, your family, uh, your, your Cowboys fans, friends, the ones who aren't, uh, you know, just, just get us out there. Keep, keep promoting us. We appreciate everything that y'all do for this show. Uh, we appreciate your questions and your comments and your feedback. Make sure you go and follow me on Twitter at John nine Williams. And yeah, you can read my work over at inside the Also check out uh, our Cowboys coverage over at the brawl network, uh, brawl network.com.
1: Indeed, indeed, indeed. Y'all, y'all can follow me, man. Pastor Carl uh, Day, uh, D-A-Y, like day to the week um, on all networks, social, uh, social media. Um, also, uh, Dope Pie with uh, Church Brawl, too, on the Brawl Network. Uh, got some dope content I'm ready to drop uh, for this week, too. So be on the lookout for that, too. Get some inspiration, uh, be encouraged, you know what I'm saying? Something to pick you up and something to keep you in this race and fighting for your faith every week. Um, we're going to brawl together. That's what we believe in. So, um, yeah, man. So that's all I got for y'all. That's where y'all can find me at. Um, you know, much love. Looking forward, y'all, to the comments, um, engaging with y'all. Continue to keep going through this journey. Uh, the Cowboys definitely keeping us busy. Lots of different things to discuss every week. And, again, uh, always a pleasure, man, kicking it with my brother John on here, um, talking football. Wouldn't uh, trade him for the world uh, unless unless it was Earl Thomas. Um, but you know,
2: defensive tackle, maybe,
1: yeah, 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 there you go, <laughs> there you go. Um, you know, but um, uh, with that being said, you know, what I'm saying we have a great time, obviously, as y'all can see, man. Um, so tune in, as he stated earlier, man, get these, you know, get these, these listens up, man, these, these, these views, these, these subscribers, you know, what I mean, get these subs up, tell some people about us, we're gonna promote heavy as well. Um, and let's keep moving together in love, man, enjoying each other's time, company, and all that good stuff. All right, y'all? So we're clocking out. Thank you for tuning in to the Cowboys Broad Podcast on the Broad Network. Peace, everybody. Yo, yo, Pastor Carl here, man. I just wanted to take the time to shout out one of our sponsors, Manscaped. I'm here to tell you, right? I'm a pastor, so I wouldn't lie to you. I own Manscaped. But also, there's an old saying that says cleanliness is right next to godliness. So I am certainly a high proponent of godliness, and I'm certainly about being clean. Brothers, let us be about being clean, all right? So I know that we're typically concerned about how we look, how we feel. But most importantly, man, we should be concerned about how we smell. Our women are too. So let's do ourselves a favor. Let us stay trim, but let us make sure that we smell good too in the process. Make it easy on your woman. Check out Manscaped products. I'm here to tell you, man, to deodor it. It works good. It prevents the chaffing, keeps you sweating everything else down. And then they also have a toner that'll to keep you fresh as well. Cause you just never know when you want to be spontaneous with your woman. And the last thing that you want to be concerned about is how you smell if she just happens to take a visit down there. So I am trying to give out some godly wisdom here, and I'm advising you to go to manscaped.com. Please put our code in, brawl20% off, all right? I come bearing gifts, brawl20%, and you will save 20%. And I promise you, you'll thank me later, and your woman will thank you, because she'll notice the difference. All right, y'all, peace. Check that out. Bless yourself, and thank me later. Bye.
3: What's going on, everybody? It's Eagles Brawl co-host Connor Miles. I just want to let you know about our partnership with DraftKings. Football is here, and so is your shot at millions. Thanks to our sponsorship with DraftKings, all new players can play for free, for millions, with your first deposit. So let me just let you know how it works real quick. So, you go to DraftKings, and you create your first ever DFS account with DraftKings. You make a deposit, minimum $5, and DraftKings will credit your account with a free entry to numerous of contests that can win you Millions. Just go to dkng.co slash brawl pod to play. That's dkng.co slash b-r-a-w-l-p-o-d to play. quick Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See draftkings.com for details and go over there and sign up and support your favorite Eagles podcast. Eagles roll.